Hey guys, welcome to Feeling Twisty. Well, happy freaking New Year to you. Yay. It's always fun to celebrate it. Uh, I enjoy, you know, that kind of celebration. Fireworks and some champagne, maybe, for me, a gin and tonic. Uh, even though time doesn't really exist, it's still fun to celebrate it. The changing of the numbers. Because we can use that to mark changes in our lives, beginnings and endings, and you know, things like that. It reminds me of when I first became, uh, when I got out on my own as an adult. I'm a grown man, got my own little place. And uh, there were two things that would happen that I would love. And it would, this type of uh, thinking about celebrating the new year, the ending of one year and the beginning of another, reminds me of uh, <laughs> our weekly trash pickup day. I really, I would get thrilled when I would wake up. And uh, at the time, it was on Friday morning. I just loved the idea of getting rid of all the junk, all the garbage that I'd put into the containers and starting fresh. Uh, I know it might be a little weird, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I, that was my weekly uh, chance to just get rid of everything. And I, and I, yeah, I did even back then, a couple of decades ago, I added some kind of spiritual uh, meaning to it, some significance. Like I'm getting rid of the old junk and uh, ready for, well, I'm ready for new junk <laughs> to get rid of. But anyway, Happy New Year to you. And I, everywhere I look, you know, everybody's posting things about a new year, the new year, new you kind of thing, and your resolutions. Uh, if you're in the those the Neville Goddard groups like I am, things like that, they don't usually use the word resolution. I, I guess because it has, you know, it's the meaning they give it. It's become so overused and you think revolu uh, resolution and you think of things that are dropped before the end of January. You know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to join a club, start exercising. That was one. When I, I used to do CrossFit and I was friends with the owner and he said that January was always that's his biggest money-making month of the year because so many people after New Year's they have that resolution they join uh, they were joining CrossFit and then they would disappear by month's end but they signed contracts so he was happy he got all this extra money but then didn't have to deal with the crowds of the people after January those people most of them stopped coming so he got to reap the benefits of their their annual contract, but didn't have to coach so many people. And then, you know, you have other resolutions. Uh, I'm not going to drink as much. Yeah, right. Uh, or not at all. I'm going to quit smoking. All these things we set up because we see this as a changing, a time to market. Okay, just like my trash day excitement, getting rid of the old junk, getting rid of the junk from the past year. It's old and worn out. 2019 is time for 2020 time to lose weight quit smoking stop drinking be a better person be a better husband be a better father so anyway we make all these resolutions and 
and that term I think has gotten uh, a lot of negative meaning to it now, at least in my experience and talking to people, because they because that's what they think of. You say resolution, and you immediately think of all the things, these promises we make to ourselves that we uh, have already broken before the end of the month. And from my experience, that's because we make these resolutions and we, we base it on outside things, the mechanics, the details of how something's going to be done. So instead of, you know, if somebody wants to get, be, uh, lose weight, be be uh, have better health. So instead of thinking about that, what does that mean? How would I feel? What would it feel like to be healthier? What would it feel like to pull up my skinny jeans and have a little gap at the waistline? Hmm. Now, instead that we think of, we go straight to the how it's going to get done. How is it going to do? We're going to do this. So we make our resolution things uh, that seem to be outside of us, that are steps to get to our true end, what we truly want. So instead of thinking about that, my example right there, what would it feel like? Just imagining pulling up my skinny jeans and feeling a little looseness in the, in the pants. That's what I did, by the way, earlier this year. I had, I had gotten, uh, gained a little weight. I'm short, so uh, I'm not saying it. It doesn't. I it showed up a little bit around the waistline. I noticed it because I went from my skinny jeans to my less skinny jeans, <laughs> which was, you know, still fine. I think I wasn't uh, overweight or anything, but I just, I wanted to get back into my favorite jeans. I have a bunch of these uh, skinny jeans that I just love to wear and I couldn't wear them at the beginning of last year. So all I did was just imagine pulling up. I picked one of the pair of jeans that I wanted to wear, the smaller size, and just imagine standing there in my bathroom at my closet. Just took a moment and imagined the, the excitement and the feeling of pulling up those pair of jeans and feeling how good they felt on me. And I dropped it. I didn't do a diet. I certainly, I didn't exercise intentionally, didn't come up with a plan. I definitely didn't diet. I continued to eat exactly what I wanted to eat, and I still do. But uh, within a, it wasn't even a, a month later, I thought, you know what, let me, uh, let me try them, because the pants I am wearing are starting to get really loose on me. They were, I'd put my phone in my back pocket, and my pants were, starting to sag when <laughs> half my underwear was showing. So I thought, now it's time. And I knew they would fit. I pulled them on and said, no, I'm back to my skinny, skinny jeans. And I love them. So that's all you have to do. And maybe getting to that point for you is exercising or joining a gym. But so many people think that the resolution has to be on that. I'm going to join a gym. And they're focusing on seemingly uh, external things. When I would suggest, just go straight to the end. What do you want to feel like? What do you want to feel? How would I feel if I were a kick-ass dad? The dad that is cool with the kids. Now, before you, I don't mean, you know, somebody might be saying, you can't be a friend to your kids. You got to be a parent. I'm not talking about that. But you know what I mean. The kind of dad that, 
everybody knows somebody like that. Where a dad of your children's friends or something, it's like, wow, they've really, they're always doing cool stuff. They are having fun. Check out their Facebook feed and see. They're always going places and enjoying life. They're just thrilled with everything. So what would it feel like to be that dad? How would I feel to be the super dad? I talked about super mom the other day, so now I'm talking about me. How would I feel to be super dad? And I know what that means because I, I put all of the elements into that state. What, what does that mean to me? And the answer to my question that wells up with, from within is the answer. That's the answer to my question. That, that what, those feelings that come up from within, that's the answer to my question. And that is the moment you assume it's done. You have that feeling, oh yeah, I got this. You might even say, it is done. <laughs> Uh, like the, uh, if you watch the Mandalorian series, there's a character, a little short guy, uh, an Ugnaught, voiced by, I believe, Nick Nolte. But he, every time he says something like, you know, I will go with you, I have spoken. You know, he ends every, every declaration he makes to the Mandalorian about a decision, he ends it with, I have spoken. I like that. I mean, I'm not saying you have to add that to your, you know, you don't have to say that. But it's that attitude. Just like in the Old Testament, if I'm hungry, I don't have to ask you for anything. I have owned the cattle on a thousand hills. I am the I am. I have need. I, I don't need anything. If I'm hungry, I eat. Everything is mine, so I don't need to beg or plead. And that's the key to knowing. When you know that you know that it's done. That. All you have to do is make the decision that that's what you want and that's what you have. And boom, it does come into your life because everything you experience in your life is what you're conscious of. What, who and what you are being is what you're experiencing. I know this from my own experience. And speaking of experience, this brings up an interesting conversation I had the other day. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. With a friend, a listener, she listens, Amanda. She posted something on her Facebook uh, feed that ended up getting us to talk about uh, her, how, how she does every year. And she, doesn't, uh, she didn't talk about making a resolution. She talked about how she comes up with a word a word of the year, like uh, a word that she wants to embody or experience in the coming year. And for 2020, her word is unbothered. I love that. I love that word. It's just so, you know, I could imagine just dusting off the problems, you know, some in a movie when you see somebody well, in, uh, what was it, The Last Jedi, you know, Kylo Ren is blasting uh, Luke Skywalker with all the, the lasers. Anyway, and Luke walks out of the dust and he brushes his shoulder off like, that's all you got? That's what I think of, you know, when I hear unbothered. And what a great word to, 
to decide to experience, to embody, to make yours unbothered. And it's funny, after I, we commented on that, back and forth about that word, I saw a post uh, this morning, a meme of a guy uh, in India, had a bunch of snakes on him, but one of, one of the snakes which had a, had a huge chunk of his cheek in its mouth, just holding on with its mouth, on, and the man was just standing there totally unbothered, and that's what the po that meme said, unbothered. Uh, I thought that was so cool. So unbothered. What a great word to experience, to be, you know, to make that yours. She said every year, she, in recent years, she's done that. This past year, I believe, was experience. And another year was empathy and compassion, another year. That's so cool. She's making that part of her. She wants to experience compassion. And I like that she said empathy. And Neville talks about that too, it, where we, when we're talking to someone and he suggests don't sympathize with someone because when you're sympathizing with someone, oh, poor baby, and you're focusing on the negative, how bad their situation is, and you're sympathizing, you're feeling bad for them, that's not helping them at all. He suggests empathizing. You empathize with them. You put yourself in their shoes and then you lift them up into a new state of being. Lift them up into health and wealth and happiness. Whatever it is, you lift them up. So I love that word too. So it was a cool idea, thinking of a word that to experience, to make a part of your life throughout the year, to make it part of you. And I love unbothered too. And when I'm talking about uh, words. I don't just mean writing it down or posting it on your Facebook uh, page that, or creating a meme or searching for a good meme to, to tell everybody. You don't need to tell anybody. Because if you, once you know that you are the I am spoken of in the Bible, you are the self-existent one, and that, and you know that your consciousness, what you are conscious of, of being. Who you are aware of being is what you experience. And you need no confirmation from anybody. You don't need an attaboy from anybody. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. So you get to decide whatever the heck is you want to experience. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to experience, you know, come up with words like uh, Amanda did. Really cool things that on the surface seem like it's all spiritual stuff, you know, compassion and empathy. You might think of, you know, whatever, health or wealth or prosperity, whatever it is. Even these words like Amanda uses, they're still states of being. So with these words that she's using, unbothered, that's a state, that's a state of being. And what a cool state of being to be in, unbothered by the circumstances. Because we don't, we do, I'm sorry, we, we do, and I have for many years, taken my cue from my circumstances. What's going on outside? Well, hell, that's how I'm going to react. I react to that. Oh my God, things are awful. But now I know that my circumstances 100% take their cue from me. 
So there's no need to be bothered by circumstances because the circumstances are only there because of what and who I'm conscious of being. So the only thing to do, and it's very simple, is to change my state, my state of mind. If you're unbothered by a circumstance, by circumstances and seeming facts of the world, if you're unbothered by it, you're taking all the power out of it. Unbothered. Yeah, I see it, but there's no meaning to it. It doesn't mean anything to me. I am unbothered. So what do you want to experience next year in 2020? I know at the beginning, at the end of 2018, I wanted, uh, I thought, I didn't think of it in the terms of how Amanda described it, but I did wanted to experience uh, expansion, expansion of consciousness. I wanted to expand and explore. And looking back, I certainly did that. This has been a phenomenal year, crazy fun. I wanted, and one of the things I wanted to do was at the end of last year, all year long in 2018, I kept spinning my wheels thinking about, oh, how do I get, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about what I'm experiencing. Should I write a book? Uh, I like to write, but do I really like to write that much? And I just didn't, it just didn't, you know, I just didn't do it. <laughs> I wanted a way to to share my experiences. And I wasn't thinking podcasts at the end of 2018. I just knew I wanted to, I wanted by the end of 2019 for me to be doing what I want to do. And that's this, talking about the wonders of imagination and the wonders of consciousness and intentionally experiencing the life I want to and sharing that, teaching others and learning. And by July, I have a podcast Thank you, my buddy, Oren Parker, at Find the Good News with Oren Parker. That got me on the microphone as far as thinking about podcasts. I love you, brother. If somebody's listening and he's not, let him know I'm talking about him. <laughs> Maybe he'll send me another coffee cup. <laughs> so I'm, I'm exactly where I thought I would, where I wanted to be, where I imagined I would be right now. So what do you want to experience? And instead of thinking of all the things you got to do to get to that point, you want to lose weight? Don't start, don't start with looking up gym prices and all that stuff. Or don't look at the how of anything. Don't start buying financial planning books and all these different things. Not saying they're bad. Don't start with the details of uh, the steps on how to get to your goal. Go straight to the end. Like in the Old Testament, it says, I declare the end from the beginning. I declare my wish fulfilled from this moment. So whatever it is you want to experience in 2020, ask yourself, what would it feel like? What would I feel like if I were that, and fill in the blank, if I were that right now? What would I feel like if this wish is already true and has been for some time? It's been like this for most of the year. 
it's not just happening, what would it feel like to, to look back and know, wow, look at this. I've been in my skinny jeans for months and I even realized what I was doing. Or look where I am financially now. This is so cool. I got a ring on my finger now. I'm getting married or I've gotten married. Whatever it is, you don't have to ask me for permission or anybody. Certainly don't have to ask your family for permission. Don't ask your in-laws. <laughs> Whatever it is you want, your desires from God. And that desire right then is saying, God saying, hey, everything is yours. I'm giving you this desire to tell you it's yours now. It's already yours. We just don't see it at the moment, which is fine, but you go right to the source and that's within yourself. And answer that question, what would it feel like? What would I feel like if I were that person now and had been for some time? You don't have to do meditation. You don't have to do silence sessions or whatever. You don't have to do affirmations. You don't have to do anything because you've created this life you're in, your own consciousness, your own awareness of being, this is what you're experiencing now. You are already doing this without having to do affirmations or meditations. They're lovely and fun. I love getting into the silence, but I do it for enjoyment. I don't do it to to get things because I know that if I assume something to be true, that it's, I know it's mine, that if it's, I have a desire, I know it's a promise that it's already mine and go throughout your day. Now, don't just, not, not just a biggie, go throughout your day. Every time you think of something, if there's anything at all that you don't want, that you don't like, even traffic, everything, Long lines at the grocery store. Drop that. Imagine walking out of the store. Imagine always having a good experience, a positive experience. No more bitching and moaning about, oh, it's, I always picked the wrong line at the grocery store. Oh, these people in the express lane with the buggy full of groceries. Change that. And like 2020 says, Mr. 2020, Play all day long. Every time you have a desire, hmm, yes, that's mine. Accept it as yours. Even the silly stuff. I wanted, a, I think I've told, talked about this one day, I just wanted to see a bluebird. I haven't seen a bluebird. I don't normally notice those around here. I see blue jays and hawks and owls and cardinals. But one day I just thought, I'm going to see a bluebird. And I just smiled. I didn't create a scene of imagining a bluebird flying by. I just decided I want to see a bluebird. And the next morning I'm looking out my uh, bedroom window and it's a two story. So I'm looking down, looking out at the trees and down at my backyard, just enjoying the clouds and nature. And this bird flew up and hovered just two feet from my window, like even eye, eye level with me, just hovered there, flapping its wings, facing me. And it, 
I step back at first because you know you see a bird flying at you, you, you know, you jump <laughs> instinctively. So I took a step back and then I looked. It, it just hovered there for a couple of moments, and yeah, you already know what it was. It was a bluebird. I had to look it up. I had to Google bird blue body with orange chest or crest, whatever or whatever you call that, the chest part, not crest. Anyway, I googled it, and it's the, the bluebird from this region, a beautiful bluebird, so, such a pretty blue, and it flew off. After I saw, I noticed what it was, it flew off. So just fun things, that had nothing to do with my life, that wasn't, didn't give my, me financial freedom, but I was exercising my imagination. So play all the time. Think of something right now, something silly, absolutely absurd. And imagine you've done it, you've experienced it, you've seen it, you've heard it, maybe a song. Try it, be absurd. Maybe that should be, uh, that was a good word for 2020, an absurd irrationality. <laughs> I am absurdly irrational. That's two words, but it's a concept. So why don't you do that? Be absurdly irrational as far as what conventional wisdom says. Live life beyond what you thought was possible, beyond what your parents say is possible, beyond what your government says is possible. Remember, everything is self-created. There are no limitations, no government to limit you, regardless of whether you're in a communist country a poor country, a rich country, whatever. It doesn't matter. Regardless of what your bank account says, that doesn't matter. Once you know you are the operant power, you are the only power, nothing can stand in your way. Oh, this has been fun. All right, so what's your, what's your theme of 2020? What's your word of the year? What's your concept of self? Oh, one more uh, before I go, I want to tell this quick story. My nephew, he's uh, almost an adult. He's nearly 18. My nephew uh, lives out of town, but as I have told you in previous new, uh, newscasts, thinking back to my days as a reporter, on the next newscast, <laughs> on my last uh, episode of the podcast, I talked about how I've had such a fun experience this year, uh, this holiday season, seeing family and just enjoying the time with them. So I was talking to my nephew, who's a videographer, videographer, and he's really into video production. And we were talking about how he was telling me how he wanted a new camera, how he needs a camera to really do what he wants to do. He has a video channel, a uh, YouTube channel where he posts the videos he produces. So he's telling me about these, this camera he wants and how he doesn't know when he'll get it because he'll have to work, maybe mow lawns, do all this extra work to finally get the money to pay for it. And he, it might take a year or longer to get it. And I said, uh, I'm not gonna say his name, I said, nephew, <laughs> stop right there and drop, stop worrying about all of the ways you think you have to uh, go about getting this. And just imagine holding that camera Put that camera in your hands and think about how it would feel knowing that that camera is yours right now. 
the thrill of it actually being yours and hold it in your hands. I said, and everything that needs to be done will fall into place. And we dropped it. He smiled. He's such a great kid. And I'd forgotten about it. And that was last week. And then I got a text from my sister yesterday with a picture of my nephew holding a nice Canon camera. Yeah. And she texted uh, after that. She said that she mentioned my conversation with her son. And I just I love hearing stories from folks and, and sharing in an experience and seeing it. People experience the joy and the wonders of imagination. So send me your stories. Tell me what's going on. I love hearing about it. And if you don't mind me talking about it, uh, let me know. If you don't mind me mentioning your name, let me know. I may mention uh, some of the topics sometimes uh, anonymously, but I'd love to share who you are too, if you don't mind. So send me your stories. Oh, email feelingtwisty at gmail.com or uh, find me on Instagram at feelingtwisty or Facebook. Uh, it's the Feeling Twisty, Feeling Twisty podcast. I accidentally created a Feeling Twisty profile, I think. I'm not sure how I did that. I was thought I was just doing my podcast page through my other personal account. So if you search Feeling Twisty, pick the one that says Feeling Twisty Podcast. All right, guys. I love you. Happy New Year. This is Feeling Twisty.